Good morning, everybody. And um, thank you for allowing me this opportunity to speak with you today and to open up this gospel message uh, for you this, uh, this morning. Everybody here has been so welcoming, and uh, so it's been a great pleasure, a great blessing to be here with you um, last night and this morning. So thank you. You know, first, <clears throat> first we have Isaiah. Isaiah gives us this image of riches and wealths being brought before the Lord from afar in praise of the Lord. And then in the gospel, we find an unlikely group, the Magi. The Magi that came from the east to visit a baby. And as they gathered around this baby, we hear in the gospel that they prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Needless to say, we have these magi, these foreigners, coming from afar to offer their very best to the baby Jesus. Expensive treasures. On their own, that's all they are, simply expensive things. But when they're brought before the Lord, when they're brought before Jesus, and they're opened and offered to Jesus, they are transformed, and they find their true value and meaning. We have gold, gold that's symbolic of kingship. But before Jesus is transformed into a different type of kingship, one of serving others as opposed to being served, one that's here to show the love of the Father, the love of God to the people. Frankincense. Frankincense is symbolic of the priesthood and of prayer. But here, again, in the hands of Jesus, it's transformed. Transformed because it's not any ordinary priesthood, but rather we have the one who knows God, the intercessor that stands before, before God for us the one who unites us and brings us to God. And then we have myrrh. Myrrh is symbolic of suffering, symbolic of death. It's an anointing, holy anointing for the death, for the dead. But again, in the hands of Jesus, it's transformed into the ultimate sacrifice, the sacrifice of salvation for us, offering himself for us, for his love for us upon the cross for our sake. So as you can see here, we discover that each gift has a different purpose and a different meaning in the same way that the treasures we have have meaning and purpose when we lay them before Jesus Christ. As the Magi's did, when we open up our treasures to Christ, we not only present him with these offerings, but we also allow him to transform these treasures for us, for his glory. His grace helps our treasures grow in goodness and righteousness. And on this day that we celebrate the epiphany of the Lord, we recognize the manifestation of Christ of Christ's kingship and lordship over all, over everything. 
his luminous power to guide all of us, especially those, those that know him in faith and those that trust him with our lives and with our treasures. As we recognize then his reign over our hearts and our lives, we recognize that he too manifests himself in those treasures that we bring before him so that we can grow closer to him, so that we can grow in holiness. When we think of treasures, we typically think of something of great worth, something of value. Maybe it's something that might be rare or precious. They also tend to be things that we hold dear to us, things that we might deeply cherish. Just recently, we just went through Christmas and a lot of kids got toys for Christmas and those toys become their treasures, things that they typically want to hold on to and may not want to share with others. I know for a fact that when I was growing up at around the age of seven, that Christmas, the toy to, the toy to have, the big toy that everybody wanted was that Millennium Falcon from Star Wars, you know, Han Solo's, um, Han Solo's ship. And I got one of those for Christmas but I didn't want to let anybody play with it. I wouldn't let anybody share it. And I'll give you one guess as to who was the one who ended up breaking it a couple of weeks later. For us nowadays, this treasure could be a cell phone, something again that we have to have on us all the time, something that we need because our whole life is in there in a sense. It occupies, you know, it's, a, it's um, our livelihood is sometimes on this phone. We have our credit card information, we have our account, bank accounts, we have all these different things that we need that is on this cell phone. It's also our lifeline to a very complex social network and it can make many of our relationships impersonal. I'm pretty sure that many of you have heard of someone breaking up with someone else over uh, a text or maybe even someone sending the wrong text and the one who receives it gets the wrong information or isn't sure or, or just is, it gets this information that uh, they end up breaking the relationship. It turns the wrong way because the wrong message was sent or was interpreted the wrong way. Yet, no matter the treasures, we sometimes allow these special thi these things to occupy a special place in our lives. And then, depending on how these treasures manifest in our lives, we may end up having an unhealthy or confusing relationship with some of these things. These precious treasures can sometimes turn against us. They sometimes can make us self-absorbed. We may end up using them inappropriately or maybe even feel entitled to these treasures unless we learn to properly use these treasures in our lives, unless we, like the Magi's, bring these treasures to Christ who encourages us, who transforms us and then encourages us to, be respons to responsibly share those toys with others who transforms that cell phones and, encourage, and encourages us to recognize the limits of technology and the importance of personal relationships in our lives. You see, as people of faith, 
we should consider these treasures before Christ and discern with him their proper value and purpose. Now, for the most part, we're very familiar with these material treasures, these treasures of cell phones and toys, you know, material things like gold and frankincense and myrrh. But yet, there are other treasures that we ourselves possess, treasures that are non-material and intangible, treasures like our time and our talents, treasures that we may squander for personal gain rather than thanking the Lord for these gifts and opening them up to Christ. In offering these treasures to Christ, we welcome Jesus into these treasures. We recognize our need for his grace and we allow him to transform these treasures for us into something that's meaningful and selfless. Take, for example, a treasure like time. It no longer becomes my time, but rather we share it with Christ and it becomes our time. And Christ helps us to manage this time. Now, this treasure of time is transformed into invitations to prayer. It's transformed into setting aside time to give, to selflessly give of ourselves to others through acts of charity. It means setting time aside, making that time for mass, or sacrificing a few hours on the social network or the social media just so that we can come and help out here at a church function. In the same way, we also have that treasure of talent, the talent that we offer to Christ, a treasure that we sometimes use, again, for personal glory, for fame, or for money. But instead, we open that talent up to Christ. We offer it up to him for his greater glory. Take, for example, a tal talents like conversation, listening, teaching, or service. These treasures that we have, we offer them to Christ, and in Christ they are again transformed, and through them he empowers us. He empowers us to speak to others about Christ, to speak to others about the good news, and letting others know about our experiences, sharing that, that experience of Christ with others. We also are empowered to maybe counsel others during very difficult situations. Or maybe that treasure of teaching allows us to go out into the community and help those who are less fortunate to learn how to read and write. You see, with Christ, we don't do these things for personal gain or for accolades, but rather we do these things for Christ and for his people. We do it for the mere purpose of love. By transforming our treasures, Christ manifests himself in them by giving them purpose and meaning. And in turn, we offer them as a way to give Christ our praise and to pay him homage, just like the Magi. Personally, 
It was through this understanding of treasures that I find myself here before you today. When I opened my treasures of time and talent, I began to realize that I had compartmentalized my relationship with Christ. I wasn't allowing Christ, I wasn't allowing his grace to touch every aspect of my life, especially when it came to time and talent. I considered them my thing. They were mine, my own possessions. But in offering these treasures to him, I finally realized how he was calling me into a deeper relationship with him. You see, in placing the treasures of time and talent into things like prayer and ministry, I began to truly fall in love with the people of God. You see, as I grew deeper in love with Christ through these experiences, I grew deeper in love with the people of God. I was led then to discern a priestly vocation, a call that I actually felt way back when I was younger in my life, but then again, I kind of put it aside, didn't give it up to the Lord, didn't question it, just kind of put it in the back of my mind as I was growing up. And now today, years later, I'm completing my final year, entering my final semester at seminary, and in just a few months, I hope to be a priest, a priest so that I too can lead others and help others discover their treasures in Christ and open them up to the Lord so that he can transform those treasures for them. This experience with Christ has taught me that if I allow Christ to transform our treasures, we can become signs of Christ's love for one another. When transformed by Christ, our treasures, they call us out of ourselves and they invite us to give of ourselves and love to others in the very same way that Jesus Christ does. Treasures then become means for us to share with others, to love others, and to be present for others. So today, as we approach the Eucharist, we, like the Magis, can open up these treasures to Christ and ask him to transform these treasures for us, treasures again like time and talent, to use them for the right reason, to use them for his greater glory. Before I conclude this morning, I ask one other thing. I ask that you consider supporting the 23 other men, the 23 men from our seminaries, from our diocese, diocese, diocese that are currently in the seminary, men who are currently opening up their treasures to God. This weekend, we have a very special collection for seminarians, and your contribution is extremely important because it helps in our formation. It helps us to build in that relationship that we have with Christ and informing us into the heart of Christ for the people of God. Your generosity supports the seminarians from here, from this diocese in priestly formation. And so we ask that you take some time to pray about making an offering to this year's collection. On behalf of myself and the other two 22 seminarians from the Diocese of Orlando, 
I would like to thank you in advance for your contribution, but most importantly, I would also like to thank you for your prayers, because without your prayers, we cannot do this. So we also need those prayers. So please continue praying, praying for us, and also for an increase in vocations within the diocese. There's a lot of young people out there who may be wondering if God is calling them to this vocation, calling them to the priesthood or to uh, religious life. And so pray that the Lord opens their hearts to answer that call. I would also like to thank the staff here at St. Margaret Mary, especially Father Walsh, Father Adam, Father Anthony, and Father Shanae for allowing me this opportunity to speak with you today. Thank you very much and God bless you all.